little touch pass there. Benson waiting, cuts in, he scores! Oh my! Into the middle, holding, back, Toporowski shooting, shot block, got it back, shot, score! Center of pass forward, of stop, shot, back to play, score! In front, Groove scores! Jaden Groove scores the triple overtime winner. Welcome into WHL Unfiltered. This is a special edition. This is a tribute edition to, uh, tribute episode to Andy Ide who covered this league for a long time. Uh, mostly centered on the Seattle Thunderbirds, and then he graduated on to the uh, Kraken. He was able to move up. And that was a pretty cool thing. I mean, you know, this this is developmental league for the coaches, for the players, for the broadcasters, for the media folk. I mean, we talk about that a lot on, on, this, uh, on this show. And, and Andy was... Fortunate enough to, he put in his time, he paid his dues and moved up. And, you know, he was really special to me. He, he uh, did a lot for this show. He did a lot for our sister show in uh, Pucklandia. You know, when that when I started Pucklandia nine years ago, he was a guest with credibility who was willing to come on the show on a regular basis and talk about the Thunderbirds and the and the Winterhawks and and the, that rivalry and and all all of that and you know he was Andy was a man that would again he would always give me his time and I really appreciated that and and helped helped build the platform that I have to be to be honest and you know in in a world where we have internet friends and you know most of the folk listening to this show i am probably internet friends with you to some extent and that and that's great and but me and andy were able to cross uh, for me a line of demarcation where we would get together in person on occasion and you know shoot the shit and uh you know break down hockey and things beyond hockey and you know we had probably similar worldviews and you know rock and roll and and that kind of thing and and uh you know, he made he made hockey better in the Pacific Northwest, and you know that's uh, that's a legacy that I think will will we'll live on. And and you know, it's uh, you know his contributions are you know pretty significant, and that's why we are gathered here for this particular podcast. And the the voices that will will follow this, as far as folks that are kind of given the same kind of monologues that I invited to, to do this and uh, you know all kind of throw in our, our hats in the ring as far as you know what Andy Eyed meant to us and, and, and meant to, to hockey in, in this part of the world and and I appreciate you the listener for coming along on this ride It's Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet here. Andy was a, a, a real special person and I'm not sure if I knew someone who loved talking about hockey more than Andy. He would 
always pop up in my hockey life at the perfect time. We um we spoke more often when I was doing CHL games and he was a a leading authority on the Western League, but even after I ended up doing other things and his career grew, he'd still shoot me the odd note about something that he thought I should know about, or if I mentioned something or asked a question on TV, radio, podcast, whatever, if Andy had something to share, he'd share it, and right away too. You know, I went back and looked at some of our DMs the other day, and the last one, we were talking about that legendary Seattle Thunderbirds Tri-City Americans brawl, and he mentioned casually that he was at that game because... Of course, Andy was at that game. He said it was the craziest thing he'd ever seen and mentioned talking to Stu Barnes about it and laughing about how he felt safer on the ice when the stick started swinging. That was Andy. He wanted to share everything he knew with everybody. I'm going to miss my random drop-ins from my buddy. If there were more people like Andy in this industry, what a wonderful place it would be. Condolences to Andy's family. Hey everybody, Chris Peters from uh, Flow Hockey here and and certainly really appreciate the opportunity to talk about Andy because I think anybody that's listening to this podcast knows how much he cared about and loved junior hockey and uh, certainly something that's near and dear to my heart as well and an easy thing to bond over when uh, when you don't have, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're the few, the proud in, in the hockey world compared to the professional hockey ranks, but uh, the thing that always stood out to me about Andy was just how welcoming he was, how non-judgmental he was, how, you know, just really passionate he was about the game and about hockey in the Pacific Northwest and junior hockey in general. Um, and, you know, you gravitate, you gravitate towards those kinds of people. Um, and, and I think that he's one of those people that was just so easy to like and, I think it's such a great quality because the people that are easy to like are very often genuine and kind and welcoming and, you know, treat people with respect and in all facets and, and nobody uh, or everybody rather matters. You know, everybody's opinion matters. You know, there's even if even if he didn't disagree, he at least try to see your side of things. So, um, you know, it's. I don't want to pretend like Andy and I were 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 super close friends. We it was one of those things where you just like every time you talked or every time you uh you know, if I did a podcast appearance with him or if if I mean he just you know, it was like it was like old friends. You know, it was like you, you, there there's instant chemistry because when you're that kind of person like Andy was, it's easy to generate that kind of chemistry and and conversation. And so I, I mean, I I can't say how much I'm gonna miss his presence as a as a writer, as a voice, uh, but obviously more importantly as just a human being. Um, he's gonna leave a really big void in our community, um, one that's not easily filled. Probably will never be filled, but you know, I think that that's an incredible legacy. When you you just look at all the tributes that poured in about Andy and from the people of all walks of life. Um, he was the kind of person that even if you didn't know him that well, you felt like you knew him real well. And he that's how he treated you. And that's pretty remarkable. So uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to do this. I'm certainly going to miss Andy a whole heck of a lot. And you know, I'm just thinking about his family and all the people that were closest to him. Because if we cared about him as much as we did from afar, I can only imagine how they feel right now. So uh, we're going to miss you, buddy. 
No question about it. Thanks for everything. Hi, Chad. Darren Brown here from Sound of Hockey in Seattle. Uh, I've been doing the Sound of Hockey podcast and writing on soundofhockey.com along with Andy for better part of five years. So um, I've gotten to know him really, really well in that time, and I'm devastated to see him go. He was just the nicest man you can uh, ever hope to meet in this world. Uh, not a mean bone in his body, and man, did he love hockey. You know, he he embodied it. He was uh, a cheerleader for it. He was a big reason that the Kraken came to Seattle just by being a voice for the sport in the region. And um, everyone in the hockey community here owes him a huge debt of gratitude for the work that he did. So we are going to miss him tremendously. I know I certainly am personally. Um, but then beyond that, I mean, his his coverage was fantastic. He just he did such a good job. He got such a good connection with the players that he covered, especially at the junior level, when nobody else was talking about hockey in this region. He was doing it. And um Ah, man, it was just, uh, it was tough to see him go, certainly, and and a shock to all of us. So we will miss him dearly. Uh, He won't be forgotten. He is a a beloved and key part of the hockey community here. And I think the the folks in the area have a big, big hole in their hearts um, after this has happened. So um, like I said, we're going to miss him, but uh, he won't be forgotten. He is, uh, he's a good friend and we love him dearly. Thanks so much. My name is Taylor Roca. I'm the director of communications for the Western Hockey League. And I was privileged to get to know Andy Eyed over a great number of years uh, through my work tied back to the Western Hockey League. Um, I was very fortunate to uh, first get to interact with Andy back when I was still a print journalist, uh, actually working for the Cranbrook Daily Townsman in Cranbrook, BC, covering the Kootenai Ice um, when they were a part of the Western Hockey League. And uh, back in 2014, I was uh, new on on that particular beat. I just moved there from a uh, small town, Kindersley, Saskatchewan. And so I was pretty green and uh, pretty wide-eyed. Um, and, um, you know, early on in my days in Cranbrook, Andy was actually one of the first other beat reporters from another WHL market to reach out to me. Uh, ask me how I was doing, ask me how I was liking the job and, uh, you know, looking for my insights on on what was going on in, in our particular town with the ice. So, you know, at the time, it didn't really seem like that big of a thing. But in retrospect, uh, it was such a such a warm and welcoming moment for me to, to hear from someone uh, like Andy who had the, you know, the well-respected reputation that he did. It It really truly at that time made me feel like a part of the community when I was honestly just trying to find my way. So, you know, that was my first exposure or introduction to Andy Eide. And, you know, I, I think in so many ways, it's so representative of who he was as a person, what he stood for and, and what he meant uh, to, to the greater hockey community, not only the, the growing hockey community in the Pacific Northwest, but to hockey as a whole. Um, you know, Andy was, Andy was that down-to-earth, kind-hearted, warm, fun guy that you just wanted to be around. And it didn't really matter who you were, where you came from, what your skill set was, what your experience was. Andy always had time for you. Um, so, you know, I fast-forward a couple of years to, to being uh, employed by the Western Hockey League after my time in Cranbrook. And, you know, I was fortunate enough... Uh, to, to get to interact with Andy, uh, you know, 
on an ongoing basis whenever you had you know general questions about the league but we've we've seen Seattle make its way to the uh the WHL championship twice since 2017 and um you know each of those times uh when we got to go down to Seattle and you know we were in the show our center in Kent I always knew that whether it was on a morning skate or on an off day or at a post-game press conference, Andy Ide was going to be there and Andy Ide was going to be leading the charge uh, in terms of the Seattle media contingent. Um, he was Mr. Reliable. He, he came to all of those events with, uh, you know, great insight, great questions. Uh, and it was really easy to see just how well-respected he was by not only the coaches, the players whom he was speaking with, but by his colleagues who were standing there alongside him in the room. Um, and that was something that was really impressed upon me, uh, you know, when I got, got the opportunity to work in the same space as Andy. So, um, you know, he was a tremendous, tremendous promoter of junior hockey in the Pacific Northwest, uh, tremendous promoter of the Western Hockey League. We owe a lot of credit to Andy for, for the work that he did to uh, give great exposure to the, the brand, the product that is the Western Hockey League and the Seattle Thunderbirds. Um, and really didn't thank him enough for, for his dedication to, to that particular uh, beat. And, um, you know, he was a leader and he was a leader right, right up until, uh, you know, his unfortunate passing. Um, couldn't have been, I couldn't have been more happy to see Andy advance to the NHL beat when the Seattle Kraken eventually came along. Um, there, I can't think of anybody that I've met at any stage in my career who was more deserving of an opportunity like that. Um, you know, when I think of hockey in the Pacific Northwest, I obviously think of the Seattle Thunderbirds, the Everett Silvertips, the Portland Winter Hawks, the Tri-City Americans, the Spokane Chiefs. I think of our five U.S. division teams. That's always the first thing that comes to mind for me. But when I think about the people who have put in the time, the sweat, the effort to help put a spotlight on those teams and what they mean to each of their communities, Andy Ide is at the top of that list. He always has been and he always will be as far as I'm concerned. So to see him recognized at the highest level by the best of the best um, within the hockey world and, and get the opportunity to report on the Seattle Kraken when they, they finally landed there. Um, that was uh, honestly such a great, such a great moment and it, it couldn't have happened for a better guy. So I was, you know, so excited to see Andy get that opportunity and um, you know, at the same time, heart, heartbroken, knowing that uh, he didn't get the opportunity to, to see the Kraken uh, play their first Stanley Cup playoff game, win their first Stanley Cup playoff game, uh, play their first Stanley Cup playoff game at Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. Um, you know, those are all huge moments. And um, though he might not have been there in, in person, I, I think it goes without saying that um, you know, he, he would have been there in spirit and I'm sure he's loving every minute of it. So, um, you know, at the end, at the end of all of this, I will always have fond memories of Andy. Uh, I know that when the opportunity comes for me to go back to Seattle for, for any sort of Western hockey league event, 
um, it's going to be different. It's, it will never be the same without Andy Eyde there. Uh, he was such an immense presence that was so important to everything hockey in that region that there's no replacing Andy Eyde. Um, and so uh, I will always miss Andy. I'll miss him the most when I get to go down to the Pacific Northwest and he isn't there, uh, making people laugh, asking his insightful questions, just doing what Andy did that made him so great. Um, so my condolences go out to all of Andy's friends and family. Um, I may not have known Andy uh, as well as obviously his, his colleagues, his friends, his family, but uh, I do feel very privileged to have had a very small opportunity to to get to work alongside Andy and um, you know get to share just a little bit of time with him because he he left a tremendous impact upon me and and I'll never forget him uh, for for all that he's done um, to help grow the game of hockey and uh, you know more importantly just I'll never forget how he was as a person and how welcoming and warm he was for me at a time in my life and my career when I, I really needed that. So, um, Andy, if you're out there and you're listening somehow, thank you. Probably never told you that enough, but really appreciate everything that you've done. And we're going to miss you a lot. And now thoughts from Steve McLean of the OHL Fanboys podcast. You know, um, there's going to be a lot more people uh, that you're going to hear on this that probably knew Andy uh, much better than I did and were much closer to Andy. But, you know, I, I was asked to do this and very honored to do so and uh, just thought I'd give my thoughts on Andy. Um, I only met Andy twice in person, uh, both in 2017, about six months apart, Um my first real interactions with him were because uh, he was at the 2017 Memorial Cup in Windsor after the Seattle Thunderbirds had won the WHL title. And, uh, of course, that year, uh, with my own podcast, the OHL Fanboys, my partner uh, Brian Thompson and I had uh, went all out on that, uh, that week or 10 days uh, in Windsor, and there were tailgates, and we had uh, all of our guests come out and uh, to the tailgate, and you know during that week we we got hooked up with Andy and and Tom uh, from who were doing you know the Thunderbirds radio broadcasts, and you know right away um, just could see what a nice guy he was, and um, six months later, um, you know I I got the chance to go to Seattle for a Thunderbirds game. And Andy, uh, you know, when he heard that Brian and I were going to be there, uh, he wanted us to come on at uh, intermission to, to, for uh, their broadcast, which was a real treat to do and, and just, you know, so welcoming. And after the game, it was kind of funny. I got my first real West Coast experience with Andy. We, Andy came out with us after the game uh, to um, a restaurant just not, not far from the showware center. And... Um, <laughs> we're sitting there after the game and you know it's kind of like a sports bar and 
I'm looking around and there's like one college football game on TV and I'm thinking, why, why is there no sports? <laughs> he was the one to point out. He's like, you're on the West Coast, Steve. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'm not used to that. But um, over the years, you know, since then, uh, I, I never got to see Andy again in person after that night. But uh, over the years, we kept in touch and, um, you know, messages sent here and there. And But uh, one thing that I saw a lot from him was his emergence of covering what eventually became the Seattle Kraken. And of course, um, from the, from the moment that all started gaining momentum with Seattle, you know, applying for a, a franchise and getting it and the whole years long process of getting an NHL team off the ground. Andy was there right from the start. And, and basically if I wanted to know something about the new Seattle franchise, I would just, you know, check out what Andy was doing and, and getting to see that, you know, he eventually came, uh, got to the point where he was, he was a, a Kraken reporter and he was at all the home games and, and, uh, you know, was just so happy for him, uh, to, you know, to get to basically, you know, that's kind of the pinnacle. If you're a hockey fan, you know, he, he, he was in the NHL covering it and, uh, and he got to see, you know, the franchise get off the ground and, I just feel so bad that he's not here for the playoffs. Um, you know, full disclosure, I'm I'm actually recording this right now while the Seattle Kraken are playing Game Seven against the defending Stanley Cup champions, and they're up two nothing as I say this. I really wish Andy was here to see that, um, but at the same time, you know, um, you know, he was at the rink when when of course he he had. He had had some health issues, but, you know, he was at the rink when it all kind of happened. And, man, uh, I know personally I the rink is one of my favorite places to be, and I imagine it was, was his as well. And I just, you know, um, going to miss our, our little chats that we've had on and off on Facebook. Wish I could have gotten to see him again. Uh, all I can say is um, to his, you know, the people who knew him and were closer to him than I was, uh, you know, obviously my condolences and just wanted to give a shout out to Andy because he was just such a nice guy and uh, always had time for me, had time for my podcast and, um, you know, we're going to miss him a lot. Hey, WHL Unfiltered. Tim Pigolski here. I worked for about 10 years covering the Seattle Thunderbirds with Andy for 710 ESPN Seattle. Still do a bit of the work with the team, but uh, since moved on to other things for the most part. Um, I spent a ton of time with the T-Birds, going to hundreds and hundreds of games, hours and hours, conducting interviews with players and coaches, writing stories, recording podcasts, on and on and on. I think back on that time pretty often, uh, pretty much every day, and a thought always crosses my mind. You know, I, I did that for such a long time, um, so many nights, so many weekends. Uh, but as soon as I have those thoughts, they're pretty much immediately followed by, you know, I did that for so long, but but not nearly as long as Andy. We started at the same time in 2011, met him on the phone when we both got hired to cover the team uh, by 710. Um, that, was, that was back in 2011. I stepped away from the team in 2019. Uh, and, you know, at that time, it really only seemed like Andy ramped up his coverage. He, he stuck with the T-Birds. He was doing some work with the Silver Tips and, you know, with, with the WHL all over the place. And then, of course, there was a lot of news about pro hockey in Seattle that he was he was involved in. You know, he took all those opportunities and, and ran right with them up until the very end. And 
those memories of hockey really, they're going to stick with me for my entire life. Um, so many fond memories with the T-Birds over those years. You know, the team winning their first WHL championship in 2017, going to the Memorial Cup that year, uh, attending the NHL draft in 2015 uh, down in Florida to watch a bunch of T-Birds get drafted. All those hockey memories, Andy was a part of every single one. Um, you know, we were staying at hotels together, carpooling to, to the draft, carpooling to the arena together, getting breakfast, meals, a beer afterwards. Um, always just such a, a wonderful, natural, hockey-related conversation. It was always it was always about hockey with Andy. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone who knew him. He just loved the game so, so much. But uh, one of those specific memories um, at that draft in 2015 down in Florida uh, my favorite NHL team, the Blackhawks, had just won the Stanley Cup. Um, we were sitting in our assigned seats, and their coach and general manager at the time were doing some media scrums, seeing uh, little groups of uh, reporters gathered around them. Um, and I just thought, you know, sort of my my first, I was, I was sort of a deer in the headlights in this situation. It was one of the first times I'd been involved in just a, an event of this magnitude. And I told Andy, man, it'd be so cool to to be a part of it. You know, someday maybe I can be down there interviewing Joel Quenville or Stan Bowman. And he said, you know, hey, man, what the heck? Like, just act like you belong. Go down there. Uh, so I did. I did. And I didn't ask any questions or anything, but I just like stuck my mic into the face of these um, hockey legends. And uh, again, something that will always stick with me, got a couple of pictures and just such a, a special memory and um, one that I certainly wouldn't have if if not for Andy. Um, and, you know, I, I love hockey, played my whole life after until I had to quit after my junior year of high school uh, after an injury. Um, and then a couple of years later, started working with the T-Birds. Um, and as much as I love the sport, as much time, as many hours as I've spent uh, either playing or working within it, um, you know, it was never anything close to what Andy did. If I was going to two T-Birds games that weekend and thought that was a lot, he was also driving up to Everett for another game or down to Portland to catch one and then, and then driving back at midnight. Um, he, he just lived and breathed hockey. I, I think back on the time, all, all the times when I did radio and television pieces. And I think like a lot of us would have, you know, I'd have those moments where I'd be like, Oh shoot, I'm on TV. I'm on the radio. And I'd kind of get a little choked up. Uh, I, I'd freeze a little bit. Um, but I hear Andy in those same situations and it, it was just, Never liked that for him. He never seemed to run into those moments. The game just ran in his blood. He loved to talk about it with anyone and everyone. Uh, it was just a natural conversation. He'd be on TV just talking hockey like he would over a beer after a game or like he would uh, just sitting in the press box waiting for the puck to drop. Um, it never felt like more than that to him. It just was something that he, he truly loved. Uh, so I'm, I'm rambling now. Um, I'll, I'll start to wrap it up, but kind of leave you here. Um, Years ago, I was talking to a friend and T-Birds fan and just about anything and everything related to the team and asked him what it's like covering the team. And Andy came up and uh, I, I just told him, I, I remember telling him, I just said, I love hockey. Andy lives for hockey. Um, and I think that, again, that, that's how it was up until the very end. He just lived for the game. So thank you, Chad. Thank you, WHL Unfiltered, for doing this. Andy meant so much to the WHL, Seattle Hockey hockey fans everywhere and me um you know just in the memories that he helped me create around the game and again things that will stick with me my entire life that I will share with my kids um and it's it's funny uh recording this was the first time I've opened my voice memos app on my iPhone in uh a couple years 
Um, and as I re-download the app and look through it, uh, I still actually have a ton of player and coach interviews that Andy and I did over those years with guys like Matt Barzell, guys like Steve Conowalczyk. Um, so, uh, yeah, feels like a good place to wrap up and maybe go give those uh, a listen. 